Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the holy shit, I use that every day and never thought about it edition. Oh my God. Yeah. That sounds like 90% of my body parts. <laughs> I never think about them until one of them starts to hurt. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, mm. I use my toes every day. That's right. Oh, my foot pain. Foot oh, pain. Man. Um, yeah. every yeah. part of the digestive system, yep. mm-hmm. you use it every day. All when the time. a part of it isn't working, you really know. Yeah. Or when things are connected to other things. Everything is connected to everything. <laughs> it is wild. <laughs> I didn't it know. is wild. Yeah, I didn't know that thing was connected to that thing. Yeah. And now both hurt. The fuck is uh, yeah. that? <laughs> the it's fuck is crazy. that? It's <laughs> crazy. It is wild. Yeah. Uh, that's, today is episode 085, the surprisingly long history of the at symbol. Oh. Yeah, no body parts. The at? No, no body parts. Not, not today. Unfortunately. I'm sure I can connect it back to the butt at some point. <laughs> it does look like a butt. It does look like part of a butt. Um, it's, it's it's a cheek adjacent. Cheek adjacent. There's think? another part of the butt I'm thinking about. Oh. Um, <laughs> but She's talking about the asshole. I am talking about the asshole. <laughs> it looks just like an asshole. But it's something I do use yeah. every day. I really know nothing about it, though. Yeah, Why is there a circle around it ah. and not other A's? What's going on? <laughs> what is going on? Why are you so special? There you go. Yeah. I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with the just the demanding Marissa Riley. That's me, and I demand <laughs> answers. Did you hear my fist, like, yes. pounding on this poor plastic table? <laughs> this this. this $30 plastic table. <laughs> the, uh, you mean our expensive equipment? I mean our expensive <laughs> studio in Soho. It's <laughs> uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, welcome to the expensive flock. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome to the flock. Uh, Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I had no idea what we were going to talk about today, but now that I do, I need to know more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it, my friends. You've probably used it at least a dozen times today, from emails to handles. The at symbol is something we just can't quit. No. And probably never will. Probably not. Yeah, at this point, it's so important and woven into functional modern life. We couldn't quit it if we tried. Nope. No, it turns out this at thingy has been with us for a damn long time, evolving alongside us as technology has changed throughout the centuries. Oh. Yes, I said centuries. Centuries. Yes. I, I'm one of those people who's young enough to say I don't know what we did with the <laughs> yes. at symbol before yeah. the internet and Twitter. Yeah, exactly. What yeah. did we do? Oh, but before we get into its history, which is fucking surprisingly fucking deep, Dr. Marissa, did you know that American English is not the only language spoken on Earth? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What? Yes. My oh. <laughs> Stop it. So, my friends, the at symbol is pronounced at for Americans and signifies location or arrival in a particular place. Mm-hmm. Now, although it's used the same way for emails, handles, blah, 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 the word to signify the at symbol depends on where you're located. Oh, really? This A swirl symbol actually has numerous translations throughout the globe and it's fucking adorable and entertaining as hell i love an adorable symbol that's right so shall we meander through some languages and their translations 
Meander we shall. <laughs> That's a great, wonderful. Now, the info we're about to dive into is from an article called The At Symbol, Meaning and History, over at webopedia.com. Oh, webopedia. There is a webopedia. But there's an even longer list over at Wikipedia. Ah, there we go. The wiki, finger guns. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get your linguistic nerd on, trust me, it's a lot of fun. Just search at A-T sign and behold the enormous amount of languages. <laughs> so, I'm into it. So, Dr. Marissa, why don't you start us off? Give us the language and what its word translates to. I would love to. The first language we will be talking about is Afrikaans. In South Africa, it is called Apsert or Apisert. Apesert. Uh, oh, apesert. that makes more sense. <laughs> apesert, meaning monkey's tail. That's adorable. Yeah. In Armenian, it is Shnik. Which means puppy. <laughs> I love this. Um, and in Bosnian, it's Ludo or crazy A. I love that. It's so what? direct. <laughs> this isn't a regular A. This is the crazy, the crazy one. one. That's right. So in Czech, the Czech Republic, it's pronounced Zavanik, meaning oh. roll mop or pickled herring. Weird. So wait. Okay. So. Yeah. When when people are are like talking about Twitter yeah. in the Czech Republic, are they like when they're talking about their handle, are they like pickled herring Marissa Riley? Like <laughs> is that yeah. what they're saying? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I mean they maybe they adopt some people adopt the at, the English at, so maybe people some do the Zavanek. <laughs> I I hope I hope they're all saying Zavanek every time. Uh, in Danish there's a few options. It could be called Snabla. Meaning elephant's trunk or Aww. yeah right or grease hail meaning pig's tail. Okay. So Cute. using yeah using the characteristics of animals is actually pretty common. Uh, in German we have often schwanz oh meaning God. <laughs> meaning monkey's tail again. Amazing. Or a klamaroff meaning hanging monkey. Uh, in Greek it's papaki meaning little duck. Greek is so cute. Papaki. Papaki. Doesn't that sound lovely? Compared to what was it? Affenschwanz. 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 (laughs) I can make fun of German because my family is German and it's such a scary language. Um, Um, But I appreciate it. Uh, (laughs) Hours of entertainment. Hours of entertainment and fear. Um, Continuing these beautiful languages. Uh, in Thai, there is no official word for it in Thai, but it is often called a tua yi uk yi, meaning the wiggling worm like character. That is the best. I think this is my favorite one. Yeah, it should be a book. That die. It should it's be my a- favorite. It should be my favorite book. It is. Um, in Turkish, it is commonly called et, a variant pronunciation of the English at. It can also be called kulak, meaning ear. Yeah. I think that is the most accurate of all the things mentioned. That is what it really looks like. And yeah. I have never thought of it once. Hey, it yo. does look like a little ear. It could be an ear. Could be an asshole. There yeah, no one said asshole yet. <laughs> Like eight different kinds of tails, but not what it actually looks like. (laughs) There you go. Uh, There you have it, folks. Just some international examples. But we're never far away. Remember, you can always reach us via email. Well, that's interesting. Kulak, gmail.com. Or find us on Instagram, Ludo, well, that's interesting. Pod and Twitter, Schnick, 
WTI underscore pod. That's the cutest thing you've ever done. Well done. <laughs> well done, Jill. It's so hard not to say at. I practiced that like 500 times. You did it so well. I didn't even notice the first one. I was like, oh, <laughs> she's doing the thing. Doing the thing. It's yeah. a shame you didn't do a to a yi ok yi. Give it a shot. Take one of your handles and do it. Okay. Do it. Do it. A to a yi ok yi. Not Marissa. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Thank you. Wonderful. So it's everywhere and smoke and smoking. Smoking. <laughs> it is, it is smoking hot. <laughs> it is 420. So it's everywhere and spoken by everyone. But Dr. Marissa, our resident historian and linguist. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, please give us your best estimate. What year or century do you think it was ever said for the first time? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say... 1600. That's a great, that is a great estimate. 1680. Yeah. That is a great, great estimate. Put a pin in that. Okay. Okay. Uh, But honestly, like most things, we're not precisely sure. Of course not. Yeah. And we're not precisely sure because the at thing swirl may be as old as the Catalan, Spanish, and Portuguese languages themselves. Oh. Yeah. It was used originally to signify measurement. Uh, it had long been used by those speakers as an abbreviation of aroba, oh. a unit of weight equivalent to 25 pounds. That makes sense. I can actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, And they got this word, actually, because it's a derivative of the Arabic expression, the quarter or Arab. So its origins are just fucking old. Fucking old, and man, has it changed. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but luckily, as time marches on, as languages change, and materials are invented, and as more people gain access to learning how to read and write, historians get a more concrete history of at and its usage. Dr. Marissa, when and where else did we start seeing more and more of our swirly friend on paper? I would love to talk about it from my new favorite website, (laughs) webopedia.com. Quote, although linguists are divided as to when the symbol first appeared, some argue that the symbol dates back to the 6th or 7th century when monks and Latin scribes adapted the symbol from the Latin word ad, meaning at, to, or toward. (coughs) I'm fine. I swear I am not smoking. I am just choking on my own spit. Continuing... Continuing the quote, exactly, choking on my own excitement, continuing the quote, the scribes, in an attempt to simplify the amount of pen strokes they were using, created the ligature, a combo of two or more letters, by exaggerating the upstroke of the letter D and curving it over to the left over the A, end quote. There you go. I get it. Yeah. So you making things easier. Making things a little easier. There you have it, my Those friends. Key strokes of the time. That's right. Around the year 500 or so, we're seeing it pop up here and there in text, thanks to some lazy and possibly drunk monks. Definitely drunk. Oh, yeah. My God. So between its ancient use as weight measurement and appearing in Bibles or whatever, eventually the swirly A would make its way into society at large and evolve. Oh. That's right. Fast forward 1,000 fucking years. For real, 1,000 years. Oh. To May 4th, 
1536. Look at that. There you go. Now that's super specific because that's the date of a letter. Oh. Yeah. Just recently, Italian academic Giorgio Stabile, and I can do that because I'm Italian. Nailed <laughs> so it. I can, Extra nailed it. I can do the flailing and all that. I love it. So Giorgio found a document sent by merchant Francisco Lapi from Seville to Rome, and it discusses matters that are most important. Hmm. My friends... It's about the price of wine. I mean, is there anything more important? <laughs> Talk about something we, as pandemic Americans, think about constantly. That's right. Yeah, it's about the price of wine and buying large fucking quantities of it. So, yep, I rest my case. <laughs> that phrase made no sense right there. <laughs> the end. The end. Goodbye. <laughs> Dr. Marissa, please tell us, how was the at symbol used during this time period? I would love to talk about it. All right. Quote, in 2000, Giorgio Stabile, I don't know if I'm allowed to do that. Sure. Giorgio Stabile, a professor of the history of science at La Sapienza University, discovered some original 16th century documents clearly marked with the at sign to indicate a measure of quantity. The amphora meaning jar. Mm -hmm. Good times. Uh, the amphora was a standard-sized terracotta vessel used to carry wine and grain among merchants. The symbol was used as shorthand for each amphora at a price of. For example, 14 uh, at, at $100. From, uh, end quote, from webipedia.com. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. This is one of my favorite origin stories. I realize it <laughs> dates back to the monks and stuff, but this specifically I am obsessed with. <laughs> yeah. Just wine. Just wine. Terracotta things of wine. There you go. Amazing. There you have it. At the at sign came to signify both a specific measurement and a rate. Uh, over time, though, the specific measurement part just fell out of fashion because using at as a rate for just about anything was a so... It was just so handy when it came to trade and sweet, sweet capitalism. Mm. Like, let's just use it for everything, not just delicious wine in a jar. Yeah. So by the 1700s, at was straight up used to indicate, sorry, indicate price per unit. Amazing. It was a popular, useful symbol, just fucking smeared everywhere. So I was pretty close, right? 1600? Yeah, yeah you were. Oh, <laughs> I fucking nailed it. Well done, doctor. Thank you. So... Yeah, like I said, the 1700s, it's everywhere. But then something kind of bizarre happened. What happened? Yeah, after the break. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Symbols are only useful and understood if everyone has access to them. Sure. So you'll see what I mean. Stay tuned. Interesting, please do. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. 
We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-off launches April 9th. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> you get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. And we're back. We are so back. We are so back. And my friends, when I say, imagine the average keyboard, I bet top fucking dollar most of us are picturing the same thing. I mean, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, I see a fucking QWERTY. There's a QWERTY. There's a QWERTY, everyone. Fucking QWERTY. If you don't see it, keep, keep looking. Yeah. There's a QWERTY. Anyway, the same keys. <laughs> <laughs> the same keys in the same place. This, however, was not always the same case. Oh. Cordy was not always there. Really? Mm -hmm. That's right. Join me, will you, in the wacky 1800s. (gasps) Oh, I think I know this story. Ah. Can I try to guess what the story is? Sure, yes. Okay, okay. So from what I heard in a a typing class I took 5,000 years ago, um, (laughs) they made keyboards that were actually really easy to type on. Yes. And that they were so easy that uh, I think women specifically were typing too fast and the machines couldn't keep up. <laughs> and then they had to jumble up the letters and make it harder to type. Is that what well happened? That sounds like an awesome ninja fucking story. Oh, okay. But <laughs> I can find that story for another episode. <laughs> that sounds like episode. an awesome story. But yeah, if you look at keyboard, early keyboards in the 1800s, there's like nine keys and they're all like, they all should do, there's like, a letter also represents a number yeah. or like, yeah, it's, it was just chaos for like the longest time. Interesting. It's very, there could be a whole goddamn podcast on the history of a, of the keyboard. Yeah. I, I could not condense it, but. I'm obsessed. It's fascinating because yeah. it's something we use every day. And the fact that it was like, it could have been harder or easier, the evolution of it fascinates the shit out of me yeah there was uh there was no number one or zero on the original keyboard why yeah <laughs> that's, why that's a fun fact for you no one or zero and now everything is binary like uh in terms of code <laughs> oh. 
Those are the most important numbers. Yeah, because a capital I was the one. Oh, no. I know. And the O was a zero. But that shit had to change, yo. My mind is blown. I know. Wow. Yeah. Everyone, go... Go look it up. That's why there's a whole episode on just one fucking key. It's, it's just fucking crazy. Amazing. Anyway, so we're all in the wacky fucking 1800s when the Industrial Revolution was kicking into high gear. And turns out some folks forging machines like typewriters didn't get the memo that the at symbol was kind of necessary. Yeah. We have yeah. to sell wine That's and right. other stuff per unit. That's right, goddammit. Mostly wine. Yeah. Dr. Marissa, according to William Allman over at Smithsonian Magazine and Wikipedia, please tell us what the fuck happened in the 1800s. Let's talk about it. All right, quote, The machine age was not so kind to the at symbol. The first typewriters built in the mid-1800s did not include the at symbol. Likewise, at was not among the symbolic array of the earliest punch card tabulating systems first used in collecting and processing the 1890 U.S. census, which were precursors to computer programming. Fascinating. Although not included on the keyboard of the earliest commercially successful typewriters, it was on at least one 1889 model and the Underwood number no. 5 model Ooh. in 1900 onward. And quote, I'm glad we yeah. got our shit together in <laughs> 1900 <laughs> with the Underwood. The, number five. Number five. Number <laughs> it five. Took five. Five models. <laughs> five versions to get there. Yeah, so it was on at least one model and this Underwood number five. So it was in some, it was kind of around, okay. uh, depending Depending on the model you had, the at may not even be an option on your keyboard if you had a different type of typewriter. Um, and even though 5 million of those Underwood number no. 5 models were sold by 1939, if you're a secretary or a journalist, you're not using the at. It just wasn't part of your profession. Well, shit. Yeah. So this is kind of when the at symbol began to fade from the public eye. Mm. Yeah. I was wondering, okay, because I've noticed a pattern with the at symbol is that it comes and then it goes. Yeah. And then it comes and then it goes. There you go. And here, I mean, it has come. Yeah. Right yeah. Now. Today, yeah. But exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but from 1939 on, decade after decade, it was really not a thing until, you guessed it, Dr. Marissa, the next revolution, the digital revolution. Good times. Beginning in the even wackier 1970s. Oh, dear. That's right. Oh, no. Picture it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's 1971, Oof. to be exact, and some crazy kids want to send something called an email to each other. Groovy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like groovy was more 1969. This is <laughs> out of sight. Out of sight. Cocaine, man. Cocaine. <laughs> email. Co- okay, anyways. <laughs> so, so uh, but we've got a, bit, you know, a little bit of a problem. Okay. So, Dr. Marissa, I thought we could tag team explaining what that problem was exactly and... How it was overcome, thanks to our now no longer obscure friend, the at symbol. Let's talk about it. There you go. Okay. Actually, oops. I'll start us off. Sounds good. (laughs) You'll talk about it. (laughs) My notes are on the next page. So, from the wonderfully written article called The Accidental History of the At Symbol at Smithsonian Mag, quote, 
A computer scientist named Ray Tomlinson was facing a vexing problem.、Mm. How to connect people who programmed computers with one another. Oh, that's a good problem. That's right. At the time, each programmer was typically connected to a particular mainframe machine via a phone connection and a teletype machine, basically a keyboard with a built in printer. Uh, Put a pin in that. Okay,、yeah. we'll do it. Also, this is the time when computers took up a room,、oh, right? Yeah. yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. Think about it, kids. <laughs> yeah. So, these computers weren't connected to one another, a shortcoming the US government sought to overcome when it hired BBN Technologies, the Cambridge, Massachusetts company Tomlinson worked for, to help develop a network called the ARPANET. A forerunner to the internet. Oh, la la. Continuing the quote, Tomlinson's challenge was how to address a message created by one person and sent through ARPANET to someone at a different computer. Wild. The, <laughs> the address needed to be an individual's name. He reasoned as well as the name of the computer. Very organized. And the symbol separating those two addresses,、uh, those two address elements could not already be widely used in programs and operating systems because computers would get confused. That's right. And quote, sounds like the birth of an email address. <laughs> That's, right. That's right, my friends. Picture it. You're standing there in front of your teletype model 33 ASR.、Oh、you know the one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like Ray Tomlinson had. And you have to pick a key, a very special key. And the pressure is on. Oh, no. Oh, by the way, Dr. Marissa, do you want to see what we're working with here? The beast that is the teletype model 33 ASR? I really do.、Right. I really do. <laughs> I'm so excited. All right, everyone, please come on over to our social media stuff and take a look at. This unrecognizable creature. Oh my god. That's it. Oh my god. What is that? <laughs> What is that?、Yes. Um, you guys, so imagine、mm. a typewriter sitting on top of something the size of a printer, and instead of a screen, there is just pages full of. Numbers coming There you out.、Go. Yep. And it's all the same shade of caramel. Yes. And that's it. That's right. That's what this computer is. Yeah, it's massive. It, it's a massive typewriter, printer, refrigerator, fax machine. It's huge. It's- and it, it looks like, <laughs> like, it looks like someone would have it in their home next to, like, Like, as a like, piece of art. Yeah, at this point, yeah, this shit's in the MoMA. Yeah. Yeah, this is a fucking piece of art now. <laughs> so, Dr. Marissa, would you like to take a guess on how much these cost back in 1970? Oh my God. Yeah.、Um, come on, come on, come on. $2,000. It's close. Really? It's pretty, pretty close. I'm fucking nailing it <laughs> today. Got it. So, these started at $840, which is a little over $6,000 today. Nice. $6,000. Wow. Yeah. So, let's get on back to Ray and his assignment that would end up changing the world as we know it. So, Ray is just at his desk, half of which is covered by the teletype. Oh, my God. And he's staring at this behemoth running his eyes across the board. Quote, I was mostly looking for a symbol that wasn't used much, he told Smithsonian. And there, were, there weren't a lot of options. 
an exclamation point or a comma. I could have used an equal sign, but that wouldn't have made much sense. Oh my God, quote. can you imagine if we had had an equal sign? I know. Instead of, oh! <laughs> and my friends, an exclamation point wouldn't have made that much sense either, but there Ray was staring at it. Yeah. Positioned on the same key as the number one, like it already had been fucking chosen like a jerk. But fate <laughs> <laughs> is a funny thing. The at sign which was once the world's darling, it actually had been placed above the number two, where it is right now. Right. Next to the exclamation point, as though just waiting patiently. And then it happened. Ray thought, in the future, people need to send someone a message who is sitting at another computer. Oh my God! (laughs) That's when Ray chose our crazy A monkey tail wiggly worm-like character at. Fuck yeah, at. <laughs> Put it yeah, on a asshole. <laughs> Put it asshole on a symbol. That's, that's my name for it. There you go. <laughs> that's, it fits. I love it. That's great. I love it too. That's right. The asshole symbol made total fucking <laughs> sense. <laughs> made total sense. So, using that naming system we previously mentioned, Ray sent himself an email. Holy shit. Which made its way from his teletype through the ARPANET to a different teletype in the same room. It must have been very cramped in there. Yeah. But it fucking worked. Round of applause. Amazing. There you have it. Amazing, y'all. There you have it. How the at symbol was pulled from what seemed inevitable obscurity after being with us for literally centuries it will now be with us for centuries more because I think this internet thing, it's going to take off. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might. The end. The end. <laughs> the end and continued. And continued. I feel like um, the song from, uh, uh, what is that movie with the monolith? Um, oh, 2001? 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah. I feel like the boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah, I feel like that should be playing right now. There's just a big asshole in space rather than the baby thing. Exactly. The fetus. (laughs) (laughs) Just a big asshole. Just a big asshole. (laughs) Yeah. Art. Mm. Good times. And uh, so thank you for listening. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Rating, subscribing, telling your friends where the asshole came from. Yeah. Uh, the, The journey it went on. What a journey. And that you touch it. At least a dozen times a day. It's true. You're going to use an asshole tonight. That's right. <laughs> You're going to use it like 20 times tomorrow. Ah. <laughs> Please stay interesting. Please do.